Teaching Ministry of Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, the Senior Pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Luke 24, right? 13, okay. So Jesus began to speak from 17. What kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk and are sad? Then in 25, he said to them, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe in all the prophets have spoken. This is where I'm going. Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to what? Enter. Enter into what? It's all about his glory. And all we're looking at yesterday was the glory. What does it mean to God? What does God do with his glory? And how does it apply to us? Everything is about his glory for his glory. Oh, hallelujah. So that's much I'm taking from there. My scripture is from Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4 from verse 1. Matthew 4. The gospel according to St. Matthew chapter 4. Verse 1. Then Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil and when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights afterwards he was hungry now when the tempter came to him he said if you are the son of God command that these stones become bread but he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written. Now he quoted the Bible. He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. Jesus said to him, It is written. So even when the devil said it is written, you still going to answer him with it is written. Again, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him and behold, angels came and ministered to him. Praise the Lord. I want to talk on worship particularly today. Where is this taking us? The more we dig into it, the more of a worshiper, true worshiper, we become. And that's why the closer you approach the throne, the lower you go. 
And again, you hear the psalmist like continually saying, says, down at your feet, oh Lord, is the most high place in your presence, Lord. I seek your face. to have a feel of the kind of thing that he was talking to us about. And if you will recall, for those of us who were there, there was a warning. I said it, I started, but I didn't conclude the matter. For every revelation of his glory, of his presence, of his person, there's a trial. That's why I stopped. So the excitement of a sweet revelation is a trial. It's all through the Bible. But the benefit is that it takes you from where you are higher. You are obeying the command and saying, come up here. You are, come on. Given that in, I mean, by birth, regeneration, we are one with him. But experientially, we are becoming that one continuously. Our salvation that started the day that light broke loose in my inner man, in your inner man, and you saw him and you accepted him as a Lord and Savior, positionally, you became perfect and you became one with him. But continuously and experientially, you are becoming more and more like him. And that's, what we, and that's how we define sanctification. Because the moment you are, you are separate from the world, but in your thinking and in your actions, you get, in, you get perfect, more perfect, perfect towards it, 
perfect positive. And that's why renewal of heart is a continuous thing. And that's why the ultimate of our salvation is at the rapture. When we will see him, will be exactly body, soul, and spirit. But right now, we are one with him. But we are separated by our environment. But let me just get into the context of where, of where we read. Remember when he was born. The Bible says <laughs> something happened to the shepherds while shepherds watched their flocks by night or seated on the ground. Oh, wow. Glory. The angels, what is this? Glory shone around. Then he spoke to them. You see, the thing about his glory is that in his glory, encounter with his glory always leaves an instruction. He will talk. Anyway, some other thing that happened then was, you remember the word, then they finished that. Then the Bible said, wise man from the east saw the star. When we talk of glory, usually it's physically defined by light. It was in the light that can't be approached by anyone. They saw, say, we have seen a star in the east, and they traveled all the way. Why did they travel? Why did they travel all the way? Thank you. To do what? Wow. So, in other words, the object of worship has come to earth. They came all the way just to worship. You see, once it is his glory, you cannot perceive his glory and not worship. He comes from within. Even animals know, plants know, every creature knows. The psalmist says, heaven declares what? And even the farmer, they declare what? The glory of the Lord. So what I'm saying, what I'm saying is this. Now we can see Jesus, the object of worship. And kings will come all the way just to worship him. Hello. Then somebody said, I wondered what was going through the mind of the child. I wonder if the human mind of Jesus was able to capture his essence. Then he moved to where, staying with his father, teaching carpentry work. What was he thinking? He probably would be saying, I'm not going to live by carpentry. Probably. But he learned it. Uh-huh. And we didn't hear so much 
Well, of, of course, we heard when he was taken and he escaped to Egypt and they came back. Herod would kill him and couldn't succeed. They didn't hear much until age 12, remember? When they were, okay, no, we heard when he was doing his purification. And when the old man that just could not die saw him and came in by the Spirit and being with laughter and spread at his arms and said, Lord, now let your servant depart in peace. According to your words, for my eyes have seen. One began to wonder too that did he know? Could he design or could he perceive what was happening? Maybe. We're talking from human angle. Then age 12, he came into the temple. And for three days, come on, let's face it. Not three minutes. Not 30 minutes. Not three hours. Three days. Come on, mommy. Come on, daddy. Three days. Where is ah, You mean you were just chatting and talking and enjoying yourself for three days? And it took you th- three days before you discover? Praise God. But they didn't see him. And when they returned, he was still in the temple. And the teachers and the, lo- the, the experts were sitting around this small boy and they were being puzzled by the kind of things he was saying. And they would talk and they would talk. And, ah. and they too didn't go for three days. Until the parents came. And they asked the question, why did you do this? He said, don't you know I will be about my father's business? Oh, now this 12-year-old now clearly has begun to understand why he's here. A 12-year-old, three days, disputing, explaining scriptures, mesmerizing the professors of law. The high priests and the priests and the scribes and the... Anyway. Big gap again until... Just amazed at the way John was fulfilling his assignment on the earth. I'm like, wow. The devotion, the commitment, the faithfulness of faith. Not now, then, servant of God. And Jesus was like, wow. And at that time, John saw him and said, hey, behold the Lamb of God. Wow. That took away this. Oh, I'm sure I look for where to dock. For the first time, it was publicly declared, publicly declared this is the object of worship. This must be worshipped. This is God personified. Oh. But what followed? He came to John. And John said, no, 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 no. He said, John, we say you did. John, please suffer these things to be. 
Don't let her again. This is your ministry. I am coming to partake of the assignment of the kingdom which you are meeting out. Okay. As he was coming out, ladies and gentlemen, the heavens opened and God spoke. This is my beloved son. One version, I'm not sure if it's here. You are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Oh, yeah. After the matter of two or three years, what shall be established? John just declared it. And now God declared it. And of course, again, it was declared and affirmed by the descent of the Holy Spirit. What constitutes worship? What is worship, really? What constitutes worship? Worship is everything I do towards, with, about God. Everything. Every, my prayer, my singing, my smiling, my working, how I handle my neighbor. Say, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. The greatest commandment and the second cycle to that. A new commandment I give unto you that what? You love one another. That's worship. It's not just singing. Singing is part of it. Okay. Now it has been declared clearly. John spoke openly. The heavens opened. The dove came down. They saw it. God spoke. What is what kind of what does that prove do you want? Their tradition of the religion is such that confirmed by two or three, by their greatest living prophet, by heaven opening the door of coming down, and they knew what he meant. And they heard God speaking. What does he want? Oof, I feel the fire. Then the Bible said he came out of the of the water. And he was led. But I made to understand, I checked the Greek word again, he was driven. D-I-R-I-V-E-N, he was driven. Like they shoved away. Why? Because the flesh will want to show off. God just said, Tyro is my son. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He was driven into the wilderness. It was an act of God. And when he got into the wilderness, what happened? The Bible, let me use the Bible's, I mean, this passage as it were, the Bible's nomenclature, it was made by the tempter. Tempter. I have battled it before. I've tried to study it. In the book of James, he said, count it all joy when you fall into diverse what? You know, says, for the trial of your faith, trial and temptation. I used to think they're different. It's the same. As a matter of fact, when God drove him, he was subject 
that revelation to a test. So from God's perspective, it's a test. From the devil's perspective, it's a temptation. From my perspective, it's a trial. It's the same thing. With every revelation, there'll be a test. The day you say, I have made a covenant with my eyes never to look on a damsel, every woman will attract you. And you become fighting yourself. No, you don't go to revelation. You're about to climb the next level. The devil will try you. God doesn't commit to an untested vessel. And that was exactly what was happening with Jesus. You know, we're talking worship here. So the devil came. If you are the son of God. And he knew that he had been fasting. So, genuinely speaking, it was the truth. He was serving. He had a real need. The devil will not tempt you where you don't have a need. He will attack you where you have a need. So that you feel, with a sense of justification, you just jump into it. No! God has spoken! Can you see that? We were saying the same thing. We are saying, I'm saying what he has said. If you are the son of God. Now, what Jesus have about his sonship is more than a revelation. Is an affirmed truth. If you call revelation, it's a confirmed, affirmed revelation. So it was like, and I was like, God, hey, hey, hey. He drove him there. And the tempter if you are the son of God, turn stone to bread. Now that God has given you this grace and position and power, you use it to meet your need. The devil make you feel justified. But it's not for your need, your need will be met. It is for his glory. Another explanation to that is now that you have the means to conjure or to make happen, why don't you do some commercial? some business, some commercial activity. Because look, with the kind of grace upon your life, wow. And that's why it's pretty easy for us ministers to merchandise. This very truth of who we are and who he has made us and the fact that we already have a revelation and we're working in it, it's pretty easy to commercialize it. It's a slippery ground. That you are the son of God is not in question. That you have control over many things is not in question. Why don't you use it? 
to enrich yourself. No. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone. Second time, if you are the son of God, you see, all this trouble is because of the revelation of who you are in him that you now know or you have. That we begin to manifest anyhow whether the devil likes it or not. He says, if you are the son of God, cast yourself down. No normal man will do that. They will get injured or die. But you are the son Jump down. It is written. He will give his angel. He will quote scripture at you. Sometimes you quote the Bible to justify a wrong thing. Grace works. Grace covers it. That's quoting the Bible to justify wrong. When we're saying, you're saying it is written to go against God's will, which you know is against his will. And this generation will preach as if justified. I'm not trying to believe grace. Grace is big, man. Grace is the reason I'm standing. Actually, but for the mercy of God, well, I will be consumed. I will have gone. You've gone. So we celebrate grace every day. But don't let's abuse the grace of grace. It is written. He will give his angels. But that's true. Charge over you. Although he will, create, he will, he will quote and misquote and, you know, just tweak it to what he wants to. Sometimes we preach messages and turn the Bible just to say what we want to say. Can't you see that was the trick of the devil? But Jesus said, it is written. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord your God. What does that mean? What they were saying? If you are the son of God, eh, show it. I don't need to show you anything. I don't need to impress any man or woman. Is the God that has given me and in the mission he has given me for that it shall be proven. I don't need to. The problem we have, some people want to show off. Some of us ministers and some of us Christians, we want to show off. You don't, when you try to show off, the devil will get you. Don't show anybody, don't show anybody anything. If you are the son of God. And when that didn't work, you came the third time. If you are the son of God, can you see the glories of this world? And true, the world has glories. If only you will worship me, I will give them to you. Because they, have been, because they are mine, they've been given to me. When you get into showing off and you must impress people, you will compromise. You want the glories of this world. He said, worship me. And that was the most dangerous of all the temptations. But the question is this. 
The people you see, genuinely, some people have grace and they explode, whether pastors or entertainers or artists or. But some use means they bow down to some so that they can be. But how do you know that these are glory sounded over? Except as you have a revelation of what God by His Spirit is saying, like we're hearing today. Yeah, I said, get behind me, Satan. He's talking about worship there. Then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. He's taking you somewhere. He's taking me somewhere. But remember, there will be tests. Then Jesus said, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord. So somebody said, he sets the priority in worship here. That's what she was saying. It's worship before service. Don't kill yourself running to make it work without knowing that it's not by might, it's not by power. It's by his spirit. He said the first and most obvious of these principles is the priority that Jesus established for worship. He told the devil, it is written. You shall worship the Lord your God with, and him only shall you serve. Worship first, service second. Response to relationship comes first. I'm going to, I'm buying everything in this world for my wife, but I'm not there for her. Gold ring, diamond ring. Which one is, which one, any other superior matter? Diamond car. Jet and house on the moon. A skyscraper in the moon. But you are never there. You will be surprised one day. She will walk out of all this and say, that's not why I'm there. God forbid. I read something that Lester Samara wrote. They worked so hard. They had houses on the mountains. And they worked so hard. Very devoted person. Worked so hard. But he was working too much than loving. And when the hoover broke down, and the service company was called, and the man came to fix the hoover, and was talking, talking, and making her laugh, and they were talking, talking, and she didn't want him to go again. And then, uh, <laughs> the man too stayed extra two hours. Then the next day, the man passed through again. Oh, sorry if I'm saying anything. I just want to be sure that he's working well. Says, please come in for a cup of tea. He stayed another four hours. By the third time, they ended up on the bed. After some few months, she packed her load and left the mountain house and followed the man away. It is worship before service. It is relationship first. Response to relationship comes first. Then response to need is second. Wasn't that what Jesus was doing? I was telling Mary and Martha. Mary and Martha was busy for Jesus. Mary was busy loving Jesus. So Mary has chosen the better part and nobody can take it from her. 
The heart of the master follows Mary everywhere. I thank you for the good food. I enjoyed. But please, I want Mary. I like your food, but I want Mary. As difficult as it may be for religious people to accept, we are not saved to serve. We are saved to worship. A worshiper will freely and copiously serve. A servant may necessarily not, I mean, may never even worship. And that's one of the things that Paul was saying. He said, look for faithful men that will be able to commit things to. Do not look for able men that you want to make faithful. Usually able men don't become faithful. They become prideful. But faithful men always become able. Can you say priority? So when people ask me, how do you prioritize this thing about ministry? You know what I tell them, which is the truth? Number one, your relationship with God, your fellowship, that's your strength. I'm not talking ministry now, you need to worship. For a lot of ministers, we minister very well, but our fellowship is almost zero. Personal. That's number one. Number two, your spouse, if you're married. Number three, your children. Really? Number four, if you're in somebody's employment, you cannot disgrace the kingdom and God. In that. You give that priority before you say, my ministry. The moment my fellowship coming from a relationship is super. Everything will fall in line. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. We are made to believe now that the devil, see how, see, the tempter is always there. And who, who appoints the tempter? Or who allows the tempter? The same God that gave the revelation. Because he's the agent of the test. Of his test. Therefore, the devil is trying to tempt you to remove you. But God is trying to test you to see how strong and how your resolve is as per what you got. But for you, you are going to a trial. So the last thing I'm saying is this. Now we are made to believe from this Greek, or this whatever, I don't know whether it's Roman thing or Greek thing, I don't know, that this devil is very ugly looking. He has two hooves. Uh-huh. He has the nose of he had the nose of of, 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 of of a cow. It's a lie. Go to Isaiah 14. Ezekiel 28. It's a beautiful being. You see the lie of the devil? So that you don't even see the devil as the devil where he's coming. You are looking for the hung God carrying a, a fork in his hand. No. He comes in as uh, 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 the one that will come and drink tea. Green tea and make you laugh. Beautiful. Son of the morning. Beautiful angel. Can you see deceit everywhere? I rest my case. He says, so how does that affect worship? True worship is usually filtered through what you just said. You just saw. The object of worship Himself now said, You will worship the Lord of God. Himself now became a worshiper. He is to be worshipped, and yet he's worshiping.
very good friend at work. He says, I have a problem with this Christianity. I said, what is it? A Muslim. So what is it? Is Jesus God? I said, you rightly said. He said, that's the problem. Uh, <laughs> I said, it's not a problem. The Bible says that he was not a made that was made. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. And without him was nothing made that was made. Verse 14. He now became flesh. He's God. He's God the Father, the same God the Son, the same God the Spirit. Not three gods. One. Oh, I feel the fire. He's God in three offices. So he must be worshipped. Shall we rise? that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. PO Box 698 Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you.